Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Awesome. So good. So, so good. Come on, let's just pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your goodness. And your mercy is God, they're new every morning. We, Father, we pray, Lord, that tonight, as we just seek your word, as we just ponder on some things, Lord God, maybe some things tonight we will hear that we've not heard before, and they're new to us, God, that we will consider. Maybe some things that we've heard, uh, Father, never heard, or heard, Father, we just pray, God, that you'll just do your thing in our lives. We love you so much. We thank you, God. We poise ourselves, we position ourselves, Father, to hear your voice. Lord, and we just thank you, God, for every opportunity. God, we are grateful for the things that you've given us, Lord. Father, we know that things uh, will continue to come to us, Lord, God, for those who are faithful and wait uh, at the appropriate time. God, you know the appropriate time for the things that we need, God, when we need them at the appropriate times, Lord, and we just thank you so much. And we just give you honour and praise. We thank you for Kath and for Tony, Lord, and for the whole leadership team. Father, we thank you, God, for everybody that makes, that's made Victory Church their church. Because, Lord, together we grow, together we build. There's a sense of camaraderie in this church, Lord, and we know that your Holy Spirit is binding people together in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen and amen. Come on. High five the person next to you. Take your seats. So good. It's good to have fun in church. Amen. And uh, just for the record, I was not. I was encouraging Kath. Just so you know that. It was your senior pastor that was being cheeky. And, uh, but see, that's what I mean, bad company, <laughs> corrupts, right, so you just got to find good people around to sit next to in church, amen. Without knowing everyone here tonight, you could, uh, of course, you could be in either, either of these categories, I've written them down here. Number one, this style of church to you is completely foreign uh, to you because you have been part of a more conservative church, and so you come into a church like this, it's full on with dancing and clapping and enjoying the presence of God, just not what you're used to. Or maybe you don't go to church, you're not a church goer, and you're here and you're freaked out a little bit. Um, or second thing, maybe you've been in church for quite a while now and you've seen its benefit, uh, you've understood church, you're starting to grow now, you're a leader, or otherwise you're just a person that's planted in God's house and you're growing and you're just enjoying it and you've been in church for quite a while, or you and you just recently come, but you're starting to plant and you're just being discipled in church. Uh, and that you all maybe uh, you've been in church for so long now, quite a while, that you've, your attitude has been, you know, a little like, uh, done, been there, done that, tell me something I don't know. I'm expecting that anyway. Uh, and if you're completely honest, you know, complacency has began to creep into your life. Um, and uh, entered your life, and it's just formality that you come to church. You know, I think we've just got to be honest about where we're at uh, when it comes to that, because at the end of the day, when we're honest to God, God can work in that area of our life. Um, for me, well, I've experienced all three. I've been a Christian for 30 years, I've been in church for 30 years, and experienced all those three of those attitudes in my life. But the thing I love about the whole church experience is that if we allow an open mind and drop our guards for just a moment, the whole church experience in its proper perspective can stretch us uh, to the things that we've never ever seen or experienced. And just because we've been in church for quite a long time and we think that we've been there, done that, know it all, we don't know everything. We've not experienced everything. 
And God can do a shift and can do a number on us without us even realising if we just open our hearts to the things that God wants to do. Number one, it can grow our imagination. Everyone say imagination. imagination. It can grow us to dream again like we used to dream. It can allow us to look uh, far beyond ourselves into the things that we have never considered or even thought of. And tonight I've titled my message, uh, Don't Shrink Back. Don't shrink back. There's a statement that God has been placing. Uh, I've never test driven this message. This is new tonight, so just bear with me. I'll just go through my notes. But um, there's a, something that God has been driving into my spirit and into my heart because I really believe that God wants me to grow, my family to grow. We're in a different area of our lives. We're in a different season of our lives. We're not senior pastoring the church. We're doing other things in the kingdom. Uh, but God's been saying to me that if you shrink into the world that's into, in you, let me just say that again. If you shrink into the world that's in you, you will lose sight of the world that's around you. Let me just say that again. If you shrink into the world that's in you, you will lose sight to the world that's out and around you. In other words, you can only see as big as your internal perspective. You can only see what you look at and what you see is as is, is big and as vast as what's going on on the inside of you. That's why Jesus said, according to your faith. Everyone say, your faith. Jesus said, according to your faith, so shall it be. He didn't say, according to his faith. Of course, he was God. He created the whole universe. He's got big faith. He said, said, according to your faith, according to what's on the inside of you, you will see. He doesn't have a problem. Jesus said, uh, lift up your eyes and see the harvest, for the fields are white and the workers are few. In other words, people they can't see beyond their internal perspective. But if we were to look and we were to see, we would see that the fields are white. But my take is that they looked and they couldn't see what God saw. In other words, there was lots of Christian labourers around, but only a few of those labourers could actually see the harvest. John, 1 John chapter 3 says, He who sees his brother in need and has and does not give, how can the love of God be in him? Again, I don't know if it's a question of not wanting to give as opposed to a question of not seeing that you need to give. See, it's a vision issue. It's an issue that we have with our vision and perspective because of what's on the inside and what we've allowed and the fact that we haven't grown or wanted to grow or we haven't allowed ourselves to stretch enough. And at times we get so locked up in what's going on on the inside as we lose visionary perspective of what's going on on the outside. We stay small on the inside. And I know I've experienced that many, many times in my life. Don't want to see, don't want to know what God's doing out there in case I get called out. And it's just, but we've got to look. We've got to see. God wants us to open our eyes. And instead of celebrating God's people and successes, we start to criticise and we start to judge according to what's going on in here and according to the failures and the things that we're not feeling and we're not succeeding in. And so we start to look at and see and see the failures of others other than celebrating what God is doing through other people. That's the whole pick on the Hillsong thing, pick on the Brian and Bobby thing. They're doing good, they're doing great. It's gotta be a money spinner. There's gotta be something going on there. There's gotta be something fishy happening. We know, we know, we know Brian and Bobby personally. We know there's nothing fishy going on other than a move of God, amen. But we've got people that are small on the inside and looking and just trying to pull people to where they're at. From a biblical perspective, God was a little fed up with the whole thing. 
And so the whole woe is me. What about me? Who cares about me? Please consider me. Gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. All about me. And so God was so ticked off that he speaks through Isaiah. Let's just read it together. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through to 5. And he says in verse 1, Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen on you. Verse 2, the whole earth is wrapped in darkness, all the people sunk in deep darkness. But God rises on you, His sunrise glory breaks over you. Verse 4, nations will come to your light, kings to your sunburst brightness. Look up, look around, watch as they gather, watch as they approach you. Your sons are coming from great distances, your daughters carried by their nannies. Five quick things that I'd like to mention tonight, then I wanna pray for some people. But number one, you've gotta decide, you and I have gotta decide, you position your direction where you wanna go. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything in our lives. Learn to have the right convictions in our life and what we're convicted about, what we're not convicted about. Let's be convicted about righteous things, good things, things that God is convicted about, not for the things that we don't need to be convicted about. Let's begin to grow and learn to grow. In verse one, it says, take your face, which represents your vision, out of the dark and put it in the sunlight, amen. Get out of bed, Jerusalem, wake up. Sounds like my wife every morning. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. It's the decision we make to look for better days ahead, amen. See, it's only a season that we are in. Get a grip, it'll pass. There are worse things happening in the world than what's going on in your life at the moment. Things will get better. God's in control. If you think you're the only person going through what you're going through, you're wrong. There's another 25 people just in your street going through what you're going through. It'll get better. God's in control, amen. Look up. Look to the sunlight, position yourself. God is saying, if you keep looking to what you don't have, you will never see what you can have, amen. Keep looking for those things. Second of all, position yourself. I spoke about that this morning. Again, all around you, people have lost vision, lost perspective. People in your street, come on, they're they're waiting for us to encourage them. We're waiting for us to lead them. They're waiting for a bit of hope rather than hopelessness. And you're the answer. We're the answer. The church is the answer. You're on the front row. We're the answer for people that have lost vision and perspective. And come on, God is calling us to be steadfast in our vision and look up. Make sure we are positioned with right people that will pull us into a better tomorrow. That's why I love connecting with Kath and Tony and leaders and people from around the globe and around the planet because they're positioning me in better places. Come on, don't be positioned here, Joe. Be positioned here. This is where your fit is. Find the right fit. Verse two, the whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness. I mentioned today, we have to decide where we position ourselves. You know, I'm a pastor, obviously, and I... um, love to come and pray for people and encourage people. And I love, you know, hanging with people and just spending time. But I'm gonna tell you, um, I'm not just gonna hang out with anybody. I will minister to people. I will spend time with people. I will get up at two o'clock in the morning and if I have to go and pray for people, I'll do whatever it takes according to the pastoral ministry, according to what God has called me to do. But I will not just hang with anybody. Tell you why, I can't afford to. I don't want to, I want to be positioned with people that will continue to strengthen me. Why? Because I've got to, I have to continue to be a leader because I need to lead the people that God has called me to. 
And so you don't want me to be hanging out anywhere with anybody for any sort of reason. I I need to be strategic about that because I want to continue to grow and be strong and be poised and be fit. So when I can come to you, I can pray for you and lead you and give you vision and purpose. I don't want to just hang anywhere. And we need to be the same with where we're hanging, who we're hanging with. I'm counselling a person at the moment with all sorts of challenges and dependencies in his life. So he, I said, you know, you and I, friend, are the same. Except one thing. I say no to the things that you say yes to. That's the only difference. It's not that you're better than me or I'm better than you. You think it's hard for me to get caught up in popping pills, alcoholism, adultery, porn, gossip, tax fraud, ripping people off. No, it's easy for me too. But I say no and you say yes. That's the only difference between you and I. We've got to make a decision where we'll stand. We've got to make a decision where our convictions are in Jesus' Name, amen. It's church, we're a powerful people. We've got a powerful God that's called us into the future to do great exports in Jesus' Name. Number three, rise and be counted. God has chosen us who are listening to rise on us so that we can rise to the call that God has given us. But God rises on you, verse three, His sunrise, glory breaks over you. The truth is God always calling us forward. I can't tell you how many times I could justify my head of being right at particular times, circumstances, a matter of principle, but it wouldn't be right. It'd be right if I did because the principle was right. I'd follow the principle and I'd win the argument, but... It'd stop me growing. Wouldn't grow me. It wouldn't grow me and stretch me on the inside. And I say it all the time when it comes to leaders, there's a test of unfairness. It's not fair, but it doesn't matter. We push through anyway, regardless. It doesn't matter. We don't get the apology. That's cool. We get offended. That's cool. We get on with it. We've got a God in heaven that knows and cares, and we get on with it because we stretch on the inside. We keep going, keep believing. Just in transitioning our church, I've been talking a little bit about that. How many times we were told, get it in writing. Make sure you do it right. You know, churches that transition across Australia never get it right. There's always a disaster at the end of it. We heard it from friends, people in green rooms, some of our mates. Now, they weren't doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing. They cared about us. They were just watching out for us. And the truth is, if it was a matter of principle for something, maybe, but we were committed to rise above the moment. Two years on, we're still friends with the Deongs. They're good friends. We're still holiday with them. They're getting on. Church is growing in Melbourne. They've got a new building on the freeway. It's fantastic with what's going on. And my daughter is marrying his nephew, amen, in May. Jordan, his name's Jordan and he's from uh, Sydney and he was there for a couple of years. They had a long distance relationship for a while and decides, they decide to work out who was going where. And I said to Ray, in other words, where they were gonna live. And I said to Ray, that's all right. Let me talk to him on the phone. She goes, Dad, what are you going to say? I said, just leave it to me. No problem. I've got this. I've got this. Come on. She said, George, how are you? Hey, Joe, how are you going? Good. What's going on? Oh, so Renee's coming there or you're coming down to Melbourne? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, we're sort of discussing and talking. I said, oh, what? tell you what, I had a dream and I felt God give me three options. He said, what are they? I said, number one, come to Melbourne. He goes, all right, that's on the cards. Good idea. He goes, what's number two? I said, come to Melbourne. He said, awesome, what's number three? I said, come to Melbourne. He goes, I'm coming to Melbourne, amen. And here he is in Melbourne about to marry a Diong. Ding dong, hallelujah. We're friends, it's worked out. Why? Because we look above and we rise to the call. 
I love this church. It's an awesome church. Love you. We've got to rise, stretch. We've got to believe that God has got something for us. Don't give up. Come on. God's got this. He's definitely got this. Reproductive because you have seen it. Had the revelation, you will reproduce it in others and they will start seeing it as well. And that's what you're producing here, Tony and Kath. People are seeing it and they're catching the vision and it's just growing and building and people are seeing it and you're standing at the forefront and you've got this and you're, you're seeing where God has taken you and so people are, are strong and getting strong in their families and as, you're, as you stay strong and continue to be strong, the doll continue to be strong as well. Why? Because you've got the revelation. It's not just something that happens, it's a conviction on the inside and so people are getting the same conviction and so now it's happening by default. You're living the principles of God by default. It comes naturally. You don't even think about it. Come to church, you're living God. You're coming up, you're speaking God, you're encouraging people. How? It's just something that you don't put on. It just happens naturally. It's a good thing. And so people see that. And so you're reproducing that. In fact, sons and daughters will come from great distances, representing a generational shift on our future youth. I'm seeing it, in apost- I'm seeing it right now in apostolic houses all over the world. But you know, in Planet Shakers and Hillsong, Ed Church and others, this is becoming an apost- and this is becoming an apostolic house. I'm here. I've said it. There it is. I really believe with all my heart and all my spirit, I'm getting nervous about it, goosebumps. It's becoming an apostolic house. I've seen it, I've felt it, I'm feeling it. Tony and Kathy, you will be released to run apostolically just a matter of time. Other apostles, I'm not one, but others will come into this house and they'll begin to speak life over this church and you'll start to raise up apostolically together you're apostolic. It's starting to happen. I'm telling you, there's coming a day, Tony and Kath, where the spiritual sons and daughters will come from far, from within inside the church and from outside the church. They'll come and position themselves with you. Why? Because you've stayed strong to the call of God. What God has called you, it's becoming apostolic. I wanna tell you, this is not God's best secret. This is a secret that God's gonna push out right around the world. And He's releasing it right now in Jesus' Name. And I'm telling you, church, we've got to release this couple spiritually, not only physically, but spiritually in their spirit so they can begin to soar. And we've we've had a bit of a discussion today and we didn't talk about all this, of course, I'm really stepping out there, but I really feel it. I'm not emotional. I'm telling you, I hear God speaking to me about that. Something's happening in this church. Something's happening in this house. Over the last past events with what's happened with our brother Chris, just that whole thing and the way it's been pulled together, church has come together. There's something of strong unity. I wanna tell you, this church has to be represented and replicated right around the world. Right around the world. In Adelaide, back streets of Adelaide, look out, watch out, it's all happening. And I'm really feeling that strong in my spirit. We have to lift our eyes and release these guys. We need to carry, you know, for years, Tony and Kathy have carried us. But now, it's time for us to carry you. And that's what's going to happen. We're going to start to carry you. So you can see and you can watch and you continue to uh, dream and continue to envision. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing what God wants to do. We can just have the keys up if we can. It'd be great. Verse 5, look up, look around. Watch as they gather. Watch as they approach you. Your sons are coming great distances. Your daughters carried by their nannies. Let's make a decision in all of our lives to begin to step up and step out. Too many of us are living a life of reflection of past happenings, of things that used to happen. You know, I got caught up in it myself just recently of what the things that used to happen, what God used to do in church and the hundreds of people that used to come. But God's got something more for all of us, got something more for me, he's got something more for you. Come on, why don't we all stand as a church? 
and living out of faith, speaking to the existence of the future. I really feel in the spirit in churches tonight as we begin to just maybe close and maybe pray for some folk. I really believe that some of us in the spirit have been so tattered and worn out and backed off on the very call that God gave us. If we just close our eyes and begin to think of the things that God used to talk to us about. You remember those things, guys? That we've allowed to just stay silent because, well, it's it probably never gonna happen. It, well, maybe it won't happen the way that you thought, but maybe God's working a whole new deal in your life and the way it's gonna represent and the way it's going to work. Our natural default is to talk negative at times and say, well, whatever, woe is me, it's all cool. Maybe it wasn't for me. Or, no, no, it is for you. It is for you. It's definitely for you. And I'm really feeling in the spirit that too many of us are in this position on our back foot. And so, yeah, we wanna move forward, but we're on our back foot. And we're about to be called forward, but we're on our back foot. And the preacher comes and we get, you know, emotionally attached in terms of we wanna move forward, but we're on our back foot. Pastor Tony and Kat say, come on, we can do this and we're on our back foot. In the spirit, we're in our back foot. No one knows we're on our back foot, but we're in our back foot. And I'm really feeling that tonight, before we leave this place, we need to get on our front foot. And I'm really believing that tonight, and I'm gonna prophesy this as we begin to move on our front foot, this house will begin to move apostolically. Things are gonna happen, things are gonna open. Ray Andrews is coming next week, there's something there. He's coming in Jesus' Name, we know that. He better come, otherwise we're gonna drag him here. (laughs) But all this is a church tonight. Think about where you're at, think about your life, think about your future, think about your family. And whatever that needs to happen is going to happen by the faith that you have on the inside, but you've gotta be poised on your front foot. And I'm gonna pray for you tonight. And if that's you and you know that you've just been leaning on your back foot, it's time for you to do this. Physically, I want you to do it. I want you to get on your front foot right this, like this, right now. And I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna pray as you begin to position yourself on your front foot. It's a matter of time. And when God calls, it's so much easier. If you're a couple, hold hands on your front foot, in your marriage, in your relationship, with your kids. Begin to position yourself on your front foot. And we're gonna pray right now. We're gonna break it in Jesus' Name. That complacency on the back, we're gonna get on our forward foot. And we're gonna believe and we're gonna lean. It's gonna start to hurt our knee because we're ready to go. Ready, we're ready, we're at the starting line. We're ready to take off. Come on, we're believing. We're on our front foot. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank You in Jesus' Name. We pray right now in the Spirit of God to move across this building. Father, for every left and right foot that's on its front foot. Father, we're believing again for visions to come back, for purposes to come back, for reasoning to come back, for Your motivation to come back, for those things that God that need to happen in our lives to come back in Jesus' Name. We're believing for the front foot anointing at Victory Church tonight on Sunday night as we get called that we're ready to go. As God calls, we're ready to go up the street to our neighbours, to our friends across this community. We're ready to go to catch the vision. People need to be saved. We're ready, we're ready, we're ready on our front foot. Father, we pray for the anointing of God on every person in church all across this building. In Jesus' mighty Name, together we all said, Amen and Amen and Amen and Amen. Front foot anointing, front foot anointing. We're moving forward. We've got bounce in our step, hallelujah. Bounce in Jesus' Name.
I'm excited. I'm excited because you're excited. We're all excited because we're on our front foot. We're ready to go. Come on, last two weeks, you guys have been on your front foot for Chris and the family of Guglielmucci. Be on their front foot for you, for your family, for your generations, for your future, for the youth of this community and this church. Come on, let's do this. We can do this. Shake it off. Come on. This is not a motivation. This is in the spirit of what God wants to do in your life. I'm not a motivational speaker. I believe that God is speaking. He's saying, get them on their front foot, Joe. Come on. You get on your front foot. I'm on my front foot, Lord. I mean, my knee's hurting. You're here tonight and you think this guy's mad. That's all right. But here's the thing. There's a God in heaven that loves you so much. This week you've thought, what's life all about? Well, life is about you being in this moment right here, right now, in this church. Now, coincidence, you were here tonight, by the way, if you're new and visiting, you're here because God wanted you to be here. And I'll tell you why He wanted you to be here, because He wants to come into your life, my friend. Not to bring religion and laws, Pastor Tony talked about it today, it's not about religion, it's about relationship with Him. He wants to have a genuine, real relationship. You know what? You ask Him to come into your life, It'll just change your whole world. It'll change your perspective. It'll give you purpose again to live. It'll take hopelessness out of your life and bring you hope for the future, for your family, for your life. Hey, what do you got to lose? Tell you what, here's a deal. Make a deal. 12 months. Give Jesus a go for 12 months. You've never given Him a go. Give Him a go for 12 months. Truly, come to church. Read your Bible. Get involved. Ask Jesus into your life. And if He doesn't change your life, then walk away. Because I know He will. He never lets you down. I know He will. 12 months, what do you got to lose? You had any better offers? It's for free. Come on. If you're here tonight, feel like a salesman. I'm not selling. Yeah, I am. I just want Jesus in your life. Come on, if you're here tonight, pray a prayer with me. I'm not gonna stand you up. Come, you don't need to come up the front, put up your hand. Just pray a prayer in your heart. Between you and God, no one else. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Come on. Let's close our eyes. Let's get into that moment. If you're new tonight, please, please give him a go. Ask Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour. The same Jesus at Christmas, the same Jesus at Easter. It's coming up now. Died at Easter, died at Good Friday. Come on, rose again at Easter. Jesus, that's you. The rest of the church, let's pray together. Repeat after me, Holy Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence. Lord Jesus, I want to love you. I want you in my life. I'm going to give you a go. Forgive me of my past. I want to step in to my future with a new beginning. Thank you, God, for not judging me, but for loving me. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Let's hand clap, God. Come on. Woo! Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 